0: we're back it's engage magazine on american family radio you know whether you love school whether you hated school whatever the case may be i think sometimes it's still innate within us that we wake up or we dream that oh no i'm late for a test or i'm late for a class (laughs) or you know we've got this big project due or whatever the case may be and we still have nightmares of of school you know maybe that's not your your case maybe you loved school you never have a bad thought about school That is not my case at all. Uh, Well, now, did
1: you make straight A's? Oh, no. Okay, see, the people that tend to love school make straight A's, and I did not, so.
0: (laughs) You know what? I, Yeah, that's a whole different discussion. But here's the thing. In my later life, actually, you know, getting out of school, getting out of college, um, I've I've become a much better student uh, than I ever was within school. And part of that is because my dad... Uh, He went back to college and he would tell me, hey, here's what I'm learning. And it was things that I didn't know. So I'd go and study it on my own. And so I found resources. And the thing is, my dad is still teaching me things and he's still teaching me to have a love for learning, which is kind of what we want to talk about today. You know, the first segment we talked about how to teach theology and some great resources there and also the responsibility that we as parents have to teach theology to our kids. Uh, But now we're going to get to some of the practical things because there's so many decisions that we have to make in regard to uh, to our kids' education because there's public school, there's private school, there's charter school, there's Christian school, there's homeschool, there's all of these different schools, and Wesley, you and I have not been to the point to where, okay, we have to make, make that, decision. that decision. right. So we wanted to bring in somebody who has made that decision, who's following through with that decision, and so we brought in One News Now reporter and One Million Dads contributor, Chris Woodward. Chris, real quick, tell us a little bit about uh, your role at One Million Dads.
2: Thank you very much. Uh, One Million Dads, basically, our, our focus is to wake up the men of the church. The men of the church have long been asleep when it comes to issues relating to uh, life, marriage, fatherhood. And so much like AFA and AFR exist to uh, inform and inspire people, um, we try to hone that down and focus specifically on dads to inform and inspire dads when it comes to marriage, right. work, uh, fatherhood, and certainly their walk with God as well. we got a lot of devotionals on there for people to read.
0: Yeah. Now, Engage's motto is, you know, everything that we do, we come mm-hmm. back to share truth, apply scripture. Y'all's is lead or others will. lead
2: or others will, because quite frankly, if you don't Someone else will, and thats I realize that's basically like self-explanatory, but really, much like you guys were talking in the last segment, it's our responsibility as fathers to, for instance, train up our children the way they should go. Mm -hmm. Uh, That doesn't just mean, you know, teach them about uh, things in the church, but make sure also they know how to get by in life. They know how to do, a do certain things. My gosh. right don't or know change how to do tire change, or change a oil. <laughs> hey, here's one thing, write a letter. Nobody yeah. knows how to do yeah. that. And
0: and sign it. Right? right. In, With your signature. signature. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> we're, we're teaching
2: need, our kids right. We're kind of losing that in the 21st century.
0: Mm-hmm. But you know what? We can get it back. right And the we thing can. is, it's because we cannot, you know, we kind of ended the segment on this last time, but we cannot just say, oh, well, my kids are in school, so everything that they need to learn is going to be taught in that school. Mm-hmm. The responsibility is still on us, as especially, especially as fathers.
2: Right. And, you know, when you consider the population of many classrooms today, be it public school or private schools, Christian schools, what have you, uh, oftentimes it's one to two people. Mm -hmm. And they might have 20, 25 kids. And, you know, that person's responsibility is to make sure they know their ABCs, they know their math, whatever the subject might be, history. Um, But certainly the responsibility, I think, when it comes to fathers and Mm -hmm. mothers Mm -hmm. is to make sure that child is prepared for the next day. They're prepared for that next grade. So that way it's not the entire responsibility of the teacher to train that child up and get them prepared for society. Really you spend an awful lot of time with your kids at home um you should quite frankly be the
0: person making sure they know everything they're supposed right. well, to Well and here's the thing realize that there's not a class called life. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? There's not a test called life. It's you you just have life. And school is not going to teach a kid how to live life. But also even if you're in a Christian school that teaches Bible, mm-hmm. that teaches theology, um it's still your responsibility as a parent. And it, you know and I hear so many parents come to me and say, "You know, I just, I'm not smart about that kind of stuff. I just don't understand theology. I don't know how to study it. So, how can I teach my kids? And I tell them, you are a theologian, period. Mm, right. uh, you are teaching your kid theology. The question is whether you're teaching them good theology or not. Wesley, you've got some ideas on on some real practical ways that we can teach our kids.
1: Yeah, well, I want to talk about that for just a second, because I've written an article on (laughs) EngageMagazine.net called The Best Theologian I Know, and that was my dad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Not that he's gone to any uh, seminary, got any doctrinal degree, but the way that he showed me how to love, the way he loved my mom showed me how I should love my wife. Right. Showed mm-hmm. me, there was so much about life that I learned from watching my dad interact with my mom. And uh, I th- so it the- goes back to the watching. So he would say one thing, but he also lived it out. So that's very important. You know, thinking about ways, you know, I really think we need to challenge our kids a little more. Now, I don't have a kid yet. I have a kid, but I don't have <laughs> a, I don't have one that's in school. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and certainly not one that's talking or anything like that is 10 months old. But I really think uh, having worked with youth and having worked with kids for most of my uh, out-of-college life, I really see that they need to be challenged. The ones I've worked with need to be challenged a little bit more. Uh, And instead of waiting for them to ask us questions, we got to be asking them questions, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean, and allowing them to think. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's one way. Also, uh, as I mentioned in the first segment, I really think it's important that we take trips together, educational trips, day trips. And we can call them field trips. We can bring snacks and whatnot. But I think we need to go visit, physically see places that, um, that are educational, that helps us learn, both spiritually and just uh, helps us get through life. Because education is a role. You know, as Christians, we often, uh, if it's not has to do with ministry, quote unquote, we tend to slack up and let up. But the reality is, as a Christian, everything's a ministry. And mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we need to view everything as we need to be excellent in all things. We don't need to just focus and put a lot of effort on a mission trip and then come home and be a terrible employee. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like our our um, the way we communicate with people and the thing that should motivate us as Christians. And if, and if, and if you're struggling with what's motivating you right now, let me be honest with you. What should motivate us as Christians is God's grace, a reverence for God, mm-hmm. fear for Him, uh, the, the the fact that He's forgiven us as sinners. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that should motivate us to do the things we do.
0: Right, and the thing is, if we realize the the debt that we have, have owed and the mm-hmm. debt that God paid Himself yeah. for our sin, we that compels us, it yeah. drives us, it leaves us with no choice but to pass that on to our children. Right, uh, you know, because and the thing is, what we have to 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 understand. Listen. I have three kids. Mm-hmm. I love my children, but my ch- my children have wretched, sinful hearts within their <laughs> chest, all right? And I know this because they whine, and they argue, and they talk back, and they yeah. do all of these things. And I'm like, where did you get this from? Stop yeah. listening to your mother. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> Allison, I love you. But, mm-hmm. you know, the thing is, our kids are born sinners, Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They have sin within their heart. They mm. are in need of a Savior. Mm. It's so so amazing. Uh, so in the last segment, we talked about catechisms. Well, my, my family and I were going over a catechism question this week, and forgive me, but I can't remember it off the top of my head. Uh, but one of the things is, what is the point of the law? Now, we're doing the New City Catechism, sure. which is a great catechism. Um, but the, the, the point of the law is to show us that we have a need for a Savior, that we cannot fulfill the law. Mm-hmm. And so my daughter says so that means that i need a savior Mm. and i said yes you do and she said does that mean i have sin in my heart i said yes it does and she looked at me and said daddy are you my savior Mm. and i said no sweetie because i have sin in my own heart that has to be paid for and i can't pay the sin for myself i have to go to jesus i have Mm -hmm. to repent i have to lean on him and she just said oh so I need to go to Jesus. And I said, yes. yes, now she's four years old. That was not a salvation prayer. Let's not yeah. say that. But but she's beginning to understand. Like you were saying, she is, is uh, being challenged and she's understanding. Mm, sure. And so – and then from that process, uh, like you said, we
1: understand that we can see that we have skills and gifts that God's given us, and we can find ways to use that for God's glory. You're listening to Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. So thankful that you've tuned in this afternoon to listen to Engage uh, Magazine. Uh, we are really excited to talk about uh, children, talk about mm-hmm. school, talk about what we've learned as parents thus far. And we've had Chris Woodworth in here in studio who has kids in school, right? I do.
2: I have, well, I have one in school. I have two daughters. Mm-hmm. Um, my oldest child is about to start first grade, and then I have a three year old right now, and uh, they are night and day. So <laughs> be prepared for, yeah. you know, differences in your kids. And building off a couple of things there, you talking about uh, taking your kids around to, you know, day trips and things of that sort. We have an article on EngageMagazine.net called Investing in Your Kids on a Budget mm-hmm. that involves that some of those wrote. things. Yes,
1: And those will be on the front of the web page today.
2: Okay. Um, also, talking about just testing your child and asking them questions, there is a related piece to that at 1milliondads.com called Of Blackberries and Bible Lessons. And it involved a time that I took my daughter down the road to a uh, blackberry thicket, <laughs> and we were picking blackberries with her grandmother And I started, you know, quizzing her about uh, days of creation. So Mm -hmm. seize that opportunity and ask your child where, you know, things happen in the Bible, what times, you know, just to kind of gauge their biblical knowledge, to make Mm -hmm. sure they're understanding things in Sunday school. And certainly we should, um, if time allows, take our kids to Sunday school. And also, really, as parents, we should be in the Word, not just in church, but at home, so that way we can be prepared to answer those questions, much like Teddy did uh, with his daughter.
0: Yeah. And that, that brings up such a great point because one of the things we cannot end this discussion without saying, without listing some practical ways um, to teach our kids, mm-hmm. Now, you know, taking them on trips, talking about blackberries. Oh, by the way, we'll put that post, uh, that article from One Million Dads on our social media pages on mm-hmm. our Facebook. So you can from find one, that at, and dads. Uh, yeah, uh, you can see that at facebook.com slash mag engage, mag engage. But uh, you know, Chris, I want to talk to you about how can we instill a love for learning in our kids? Um, You know, I know for me, and I've told this story before on air, Um, I, I've always loved to read. Mm-hmm. Um, I was grounded from books when I was a kid. That was uh-huh. the worst punishment you could give me. But the reason <laughs> for that was because I remember being two and three years old and, you know, and having nightmares. I have a lot of nightmares and having <laughs> nightmares and, and, you know, wanting to go into my mom and dad's room. And I would run into their room, and my dad would be sitting up in the bed reading a Louis L'Amour Western book. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I kid you not, he had boxes and boxes full of Louis L'Amour. Yeah. Um But every time I went into his room, or into their room, I saw my dad reading. And so that instilled a love for me. Now, I found out now, he actually doesn't enjoy reading that much, but it was in a season where he couldn't sleep. Mm-hmm. And so rather than watching TV, he would read himself to sleep. He doesn't do it anymore, and in fact, he only did it for about a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was enough that it stuck in me, and so now I'm very aware, you know, my kids go to bed, let's say they come into into the, the living room or into, um, into our bedroom, what are they going to see me doing? I want them to see me reading, so that's what I do. Mm-hmm. So what are some ways that we can practically help our kids love learning?
2: Well, this is going to sound simple, but spend time with them to find out what they're into. That's Mm, number one, uh Um, because then you can use that knowledge to find out how to reach them, whatever the the subject might be. But also, you need to accept, I think, or mentally prepare yourself for the fact that your child may not like to learn the same way you did. Mm -hmm. They may not be into the same things you did. Certainly, I have two daughters, um, and they're different than I am. And as I mentioned, they're, they're night and day. My oldest child loves to read. So I can reach her on that level, and I can hand her materials. She knows how to read now. Uh, and we can talk about the things that she's read. My other daughter is three. She likes to play, and she likes to be read, too, but she'll lose interest, and she'll start playing with Barbies and oh, things yeah. of that sort. So you want
0: to kind <laughs> and of... And then Chris plays with the Barbies, too. I so. do, and I do some great character
2: voices. Um, Would you like to share any of those with us? Not at the moment. Okay. Uh, for the next for the next radio segment. Right, But... Um, You know, you need to be prepared and certainly find ways to reach them, um, be it in the car, be it at home. Ten minutes while you're waiting on your food at the fast food joint. Just Mm -hmm. seize the opportunity and certainly, you know, always have a couple of things ready to throw out there in those moments. Um, You can find a number of materials, be it Christian or Bible materials or just secular information, ABCs, history, things of that nature on the Internet. And certainly a number of towns. Um, have teacher
0: supply stores. Oh, yeah. In the town that we're in well, right and now. Don't, don't neglect the library, too. Yeah. Oh, sure. local and it's, library. It's free. Yeah, so you yeah. can get a I'll tell you of this uh, Chalice.com. I, I love Tim Chalice. I read his blog every day. He had a blog several weeks ago that talked about the two conversations that we have with our kids. And one is a face to face conversation. And this is where we get intimate. This is where, you know, it's it's eyeball to eyeball. We're yeah. looking each other in the eye. And those are for real Intense. There's other times where we could actually do a service to our kids because we're going to have awkward conversations with them, right? Yep. We're going to have conversations about the opposite sex. We're going to have conversations about right. kind of difficult things where the the face-to-face, the eyeball-to-eyeball makes it a little more difficult to discuss. But if you have those conversations in the car mm-hmm. where both of you are looking at the road, right, it actually makes it a little easier yeah. to talk about difficult things. So look for those two different opportunities, the one where it's face-to-face and then the other is where... It's not so much. It may be going down the road or something like that.
1: And engage is this. We want to provide a biblical perspective on culture with the eyes of a biblical worldview. And one of the ways we shape our worldview is education. Education Mm -hmm. is very Mm -hmm. important. And we don't have time to talk about it now. Uh, Well, let me ask real quick if we run out of time, we're out of time. We have public schools, charter schools, private schools, and homeschools. We have different forms of education. What did you decide as a family and how did you get to that conclusion?
2: We send my oldest daughter to a Christian school, and that was a decision we made as a family to give her a bigger biblical foundation on top of the things that she'll need in life. And you can actually find out more about that at engagemagazine.net.
0: Yeah, Chris is going to have an article up there about how his family came to that decision. You can find that at engagemagazine.net. Chris, as always, we want to thank you. Check out onemilliondads.com and onenewsnow.com to hear more from Chris. Until next week, keep coming back to engagemagazine.net where we share truth and apply scripture every day.